while is all you can say sometimes is that bullet ricocheted through the window it ricocheted through my foot and it's really strange how we suppress trauma in our lives and I never realized that really 37 years old I'm just now realizing how much trauma I had suppressed my mother reminded me not too long ago of what happened and when she mentioned it all those memories came back memories and memories there's so many forgotten memories in my life there are years of my childhood that I just don't recall for the life of me I've tried to dig it up went to therapy counseling and every time I would dig up what they asked me to dig up I would spiral out of control so out of control have you ever felt like you're spiraling out of control maybe somebody was digging at a wound that had never been healed it was just a band-aid on it yet you wanted to find to seek out some resolve in your life that was me resolve is all i wanted to find in my life and feel and never really realized what that was until i encountered and really stepped into sonship to Christ Jesus when my mother told me that story the reason she told me that story was i was reminding her or i was recalling my stepfather was just a very abusive person he was very hurt and broken i was telling her the story of when i recalled when i was a child at that time having stitches in my foot i could not remember for the life of me why i just remembered charles taking off his belt and just beating me with the belt buckle and i had welts so bad that i could not go back to school it was just one moment one of the situations on many they were all of epic proportion they were all so traumatic so hurtful yet I have so much peace about it my pastor friend great friend of mine I've known for many years he has a church called the gathering place in Portage Texas John Ortiz and John Ortiz said on one occasion I was sharing a little bit of my story my life at lunch after church with some of his uh members his congregation were, were dining with us and I when we left I said you know man it's crazy because I never was able to tell that and he looked at me and said Richard that's because you're walking in victory how truth how much truth is in that statement when we walk in victory not saying to share your story your journey with everyone because it's the altar of our heart some things are just meant for you and God some things are meant they're your victories they're not other people's victories when i was in I was in counseling in Nederland Texas years ago 
uh, church I was attending there. Good people, lovely people, a great man of God who mentored me and, and really saved my life, and I'll share that later uh, as, uh, as uh, time passes and episodes uh, materialize. I'll be able to share that with you. But I saw a counselor, and she looked at me one day, and she said, Richard, everything you've been through is not for you. It's for someone else. And I'm not trying to contradict what I said earlier about your story's not to be told to everyone. Some of your victories are your victories. They're for you. Maybe it's not what we articulate. Maybe it's in the way that we live that can be a life source to someone else. And I didn't share that with you guys to get anyone sorry, because to be honest with you, you're the second audience that I've had the opportunity, or I felt the notion to share. I shared it with Crystal and her mother, and I just felt an urgency. I said, you should write a book. And I said, it's really been on my mind. They'll pray for me on that, by the way. And we were kind of throwing around titles and, and subjects, subject matter, and kind of the narrative of where we want to where we want to start and launch the podcast. And you know, we're not just kind of blowing smoke here. We want to offer and talk about things that are totally authentic. Anything other than that, through my life experience, is just dead air it's null and it's numb and I feel like we've gotten a lot of that in church we feel like that things have been told to us that do not meet us where we are people have given us a set of rules obligations, a lot of obligations have been in ministry and ministry does, does not mean to do that but it just comes with the territory I guess, you wear many hats in ministry a worship pastor might just might have the title of worship pastor, but I, I I promise you he does many other many other things. Or a pastor, many hats. That you just have to uh, be multifaceted and cross trained in many areas, whether you like it or not. And um, it's good for me because I was I tend to develop naturally in that sort of atmosphere. Uh, I look back on it now, and I'm like, well, I've, I've grown and learn and obtain so many things from different people through their stories, through their life, and through experience in ministry and in life. The most experience I've ever had that I look back now that, that I have that I, is, is life. Being in ministry, I, I had no, honestly, no real clarity of life on life's terms, if that makes any sense to anyone listening. makes sense to me. Um, 37 I remember my uncle said on, to me on one occasion when I was in my early 20s he said son your brain will not turn on until you're about, when you're about 30 and man oh man was he right about 30 years old the light bulb kind of went off and I'm like oh okay this is what life is um, really it's just putting the shoe on the other foot and you only learn that through I hate to say it through mistakes you fall forward and I think when we come to terms with that, that in our failures, promise you, later you will see the true victory. It's the small victories, the very 
small victories that prepare us for the battles that lay ahead. My brothers were fine. My mother was fine. My mom said, when she said, recounting this story, she said, Richard, I remember that vividly. I would hope. But she said, I remember vividly when we took you to the hospital. They didn't numb it, and you were just screaming when they were giving you stitches. And all of those memories came back. And I was like, I could just see it like a, like a movie playing, a movie room just playing back in my mind. And I'm like, wow. It felt like, it felt like resolve. It didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. But it did hurt when I couldn't see it in the past. It did hurt when I didn't know what was hurting, why I was acting out, why I was around toxic people. Engaging in toxic environments, playing Russian roulette with my life, and he has saved my life many times. I've had a gun pulled to my head and the and the, and the trigger pulled back with the ammo in the gun. The man looked at me, said, "This gun is loaded." Miraculous, it's a God thing. And if you're listening, you don't have to have that. I don't have the finger in the barrel story, but I promise you, God's finger has been in the barrel of other things, so many things. Sometimes we have to listen to someone else's story, and I just pray that this ignites something within you that you find resolve. Resolve is a very Oh, man, it's it's just a really, 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 um, it's a bigger word. It can, I can put resolve, the word resolve, in so many, so much context, many situations. Unresolved issues, bitterness, anger, resentment, they just rent space in your head. I told a friend on the, the other day who was reaching out to me and opened up to me about some things in his life. And I said, you know, man, some things you just can't pray away. And I was like, wow. I didn't even think about saying that. And I began to really kind of meditate on that. And Chris and I were talking and I said, you know, it's a thorn in the side. We're taught in church that God will work it out. Okay, I know that. But How? When we say that to someone, I believe that a lot of times we're just saying that because we don't know what else to say. And that's not bad. But I just want to urge someone to kind of run that back. And I urge, because I've put, been in that situation, I've said it, and I've been the receiver of that. In a situation where I knew, I was like, tell me how God is going to work it out. Am I questioning God? I think it's okay to question God. I don't think that's part of having a relationship. You converse between one another. He knows us. Every fiber of our being, every hair on our head, knows the end from the beginning. Our steps are ordained by Him. There's nothing that surprises God. My uncle Joe used to put it: God is not in heaven. Pace, he's not pacing heaven, scratching his ear. And I loved that. You know, He's not worried about anything. He's not as worried as we are. And so many Christians find themselves 
rooted in pain and bitterness and different things in their life that just we pick up some things that you just you don't plan to be a certain way but we are in control of a few things that is our choices and our behavior and the mindset that just astonishes me and it doesn't have to be spoken as i figured it out Chris Springer, which was the A&R for Integrity Media, I worked for them for a few years. He said, and we were having lunch one time, and he said, always stay teachable, Richard, always stay teachable. And that really stuck with me, always stay teachable. I never want to come to a place in my life that I've just, you know, I see that. People surrender their life, they get engaged with the church and ministry. And they just kind of stop. It's it's when Paul is seeing little babies. And I thought being a baby Christian for years was how many years? Oh, 10 years. I'm a little bit more mature, you know, 15. A few years ago, I, I really began to have an epiphany of that. It was like an understanding of the different, the realization and the, of the understanding of maturity in Christ maturity in life and in Christ Socrates great philosopher said I know nothing I love that I know nothing and the narrative of I know what I know in my life the definition of wisdom is one that has gained life one that has gained knowledge and understanding through life experiences and shares it with others that's it. All you have is your life experience. Someone is telling you a certain way, a certain guideline, and they have no experience. They've never had to work something out. It's very hard to retain that. It's very hard to apply advice that hasn't been used. Fight or flight. Fight or flight. Do you live in a fight or flight mode? I did some study on fight or flight, and it's it is it's crazy. Really, it's really really crazy. I was reading the uh, medical um, journal of fight or flight, and there was a segment that said that physiologically, it's possible to. When you're in a fight or flight mode, we hear that a lot. Let me kind of break that down. I'm sure some of you have heard it. Fight or flight is the burning car or the burning house. The man or woman running in the house and saving the baby, not even feeling any pain. The mother lifting a car off the baby, having supernatural strength. And this is medically documented. But it says that if you stay in this mode, that your brain will become toxic to your body. Medically, I'm not making this up. I'm not put, making it super spiritual. I'm, it's a literal medical conclusion that is proved through science of medicine. And I feel like that we do that 
in our faith, in the contrast of our faith with the fight or flight, in the contrast of my life. Fight or flight. We soar high. We get engaged with something. And we just go on this momentum. We don't say discipled. We don't say engaged in the word. In healthy whole relationships. Because there's no direction. I see a lack of discipleship in, in church. Very lack thereof. Jesus said, go ye therefore and make disciples. Disciples, that is the commission. Go make disciples. Not robots. Not members. Not ideas. Not business. Not innovation. Which all those things are great. Disciples. Are we discipling our own ideas? Our own set of issues the suppressed things what are we feeding you can read the word go to church hang out with the best of the you know the third row members you know get all involved in every growth track or outreach or whatever your church program has you Black discipleship. I'm speaking from my own experience. That's it. I want to encourage everyone. Plug in. Get involved with what you're involved in. Uproot that. And just Lord say, Lord, fresh. I need a fresh clean slate. He gave you that at the cross. We have all the abilities and tools laid right before us. The Holy Spirit, pray that activates in your life with confidence, direction, clarity, and sound mind. Sound mind doesn't mean substance. A sound mind, peace, all the fruits of the Spirit, sound judgment, sound reasoning, sound choices, sound behavior. I'm telling you when I came to the point of just I'm not going to make a decision scripture says count the cost before you make a commitment what do we commit our lives to do we count the cost or are we playing self-preservation thanks guys for tuning in this is our first this is the second portion of our first episode of fight or flight and I'm going to share a little bit more as we go of my life's journey and our next episode uh, co-host Crystal Rodriguez will be joining me and we are again so honored and blessed to have you take a listen to us leave some comments prayer requests topic ideas your needs where you are we really love to be engaged with people I want to hear back from anyone and see what's going on and be a life source to those around you. It's so easy to get caught up in negativity, especially the past few years. I'm not saying be you know, blissfully positive about everything because we need to be realistic about things. But let's turn our attitude around. Speak life, not name and claim it. Speak life into your situation. As Pastor Lord Lloyd Rodriguez told me, he said, find scriptures, things you're going through, 
Memorize the scriptures and speak those over your life. And that's good advice. I pray we heeded that. Again, we love you guys. Richard Wolf with Ignite Podcast. God bless you.